0: Hello everybody, you're listening to Accounting Makes Sense, an MJ the Tutor podcast, and I am your host, MJ. In this podcast, we are focused on helping accounting students all over the world by offering a quick warm-up on various accounting and business topics, in hopes that this generates bigger discussions and conversations around them. In this episode, we're going to discuss the value in using past exam papers for your SEMA case study preparation. Additionally, I'm going to try and show how you can use these past exam papers to practice questions and develop answers using the current SEMA case study pre-seen information. This is actually quite an interesting question I got asked by a student this past weekend while I was teaching one of my classes. The question was, is there value in going through past exam papers to prepare for the exams? The simple answer to this is yes. Now, this is not one of those questions where the simple answer is yes, but ultimately it turns out that it's a no, you shouldn't be doing it. What I want to explore today is that the answer is yes and explains why it's a definitely yes answer. Let's get right into it. Past paper questions have value in them in that there is a whole library of them available to students online. You just need to get your hands on them they can normally be found on the SEMA website. If you just search for uh, past papers, they should come up. Each session in the past always had three exam variants at the minimum. Each variant had four sections, and then each section had two requirements at the very least. So that would mean that for each exam session that you want to go through for the questions, you will have faced 24 requirements or 12 questions and suggested answers. And you guys can imagine, SEMA has been running uh, exams like this for a couple of years now, so there's a lot of available questions and answers for you guys on the website. This is at minimum. The general issue with using past paper questions is that the suggested answers that go with the past question, do not always link back to the current pre-seen material and situation. So this is a bigger issue, especially if you can't really visualize how you can apply it to your current situation. Each session focuses on different pre-seen companies and the companies come with their own set of background information, their strategies, strengths and weaknesses, etc. So with all this information available with regards to the companies, there will be no two companies that will be exactly alike or exactly the same. Hence, when you think about answers for specific questions, the answers will not exactly be the same. The trick is to read and face the questions on the past paper, but when you are thinking of the answers, you should use the current pre pre-seen backgrounder. You are actually essentially putting your own suggested answers together for the past paper questions, but, you know, you're just updating it to the company that you are going to be examined on. Now, in having done this, you may ask, well, if we are just looking at the questions and not focusing too much on the suggested answers, then is it okay if we just disregard the suggested answers? So I'd say no, because there is still some value in those as well. Granted, like I said, they may not link back exactly with the pre company that you have now. But you should still be able to follow the way SEMA suggests how you should put together your answers and just interchange some of the logic and reasoning behind those suggested answers. Another thing is that they give you points to consider, especially if you're having trouble coming up with points for your current pre-scene. You may be able to use those suggested answers to come up with the points, or at least there's already a preloaded points that you can think on and think how it relates back to your pre seen For me to show this, I'm going to have to grab a question from a past paper and use that as an example. The question I'm using today is on the May and August 2021 SEMA Management Case Study Exam, Variant 5, Section 3, Requirement B. I repeat, it's May and August 2021 MCS, Variant 5, Section 3, Requirement B. The question refers to a discussion of the characteristics of debt and equity as potential sources of finance as a result of a board decision. So for that particular session, the pre-seen company was a company called Trainer, which was an unquoted company offering executive training courses. When thinking about the discussion on funding sources, we know that there is a difference between what is available to quoted and unquoted companies, especially ones related to equity. The suggested answer on this particular requirement started off looking at specifics of the funding required for the venture. There are specific numbers that were shared on the suggested answers, which we could also look at and switch using the numbers on our current pre-seen where applicable. A few paragraphs then, of the suggested answers, continue to deal with debt and what the gearing ratio of trainer was. This was then used to gauge how much it would affect trainer's gearing ratio once the borrowing has been provided or obtained. In practical terms, we should also be able to use the gearing ratio of our current pre-seen company and determine how much effect that would have if additional borrowings were obtained. Now onto the equity side of things. And here is where it gets interesting. Since this question asks for a discussion of funding sources, it's always a good idea to present sides to the discussion. And in this case, since we've already done a few paragraphs on debt, we should do a few on equity as well. Trainer was an unlisted company. So one of the main things that was not available to it as a funding source was to offer shares on the stock exchange, which would be a good idea or good way for a listed company to raise equity funding. The next few paragraphs of the suggested answer dealt with how we could gain equity funding as an unlisted company. So things like offering rights issue came up in the discussion. I highlight this part because you could end up having a listed company as a current pre-seen and this is not uncommon. Actually, most, most pre-seen companies in general are listed companies. So in which case, if you get a listed pre-seen company, you could then add the discussion of offering shares on the stock exchange, how quick and easy it is, or how difficult and cumbersome it is, and whether it's a good idea or not to use such a way to uh, fund your investments. So you see, even if the suggested answers do not totally link back to your current scenario, there are still ways for you to be able to use those answers to help you formulate good ones or good points for your current pre-seen. Please note that although I've used a management case study past paper, that this practice of going through the past papers can also be done with the operational case study and strategic case study levels. Anyway, that's it for me today. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please do not forget to hit subscribe or follow to catch the next episode. As always, I thank you for listening to Accounting Makes Sense. I'm your host, MJ the Tutor. If you want to learn more tips and advice, you can visit the website at www.mj.tutor.com or if you want to connect through social media, I am available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name MJTheTutor. I hope to see you again next time. Ciao for now!